We talk a lot about cybersecurity and identity theft on our podcast, but today we're taking it up a notch to cover the rising trends in financial crime and how you can stop it. This episode is with Jamie Ramirez, founder and CEO of Preventer. You're not going to want to miss this, so welcome to the Making Money Personal podcast. You're listening to Triangle's Making Money Personal podcast, where we engage in real talk about financial matters that affect our community. Today's episode is sponsored by Triangle Credit Union, recently voted best credit union in New Hampshire. Hey, Jamie, how are you? Very good. Thank you for having me here. Oh, we're so excited. We're so excited. Today in uh, the studio, we have Jamie Ramirez, founder and CEO of Preventer. And we also have Liz Costa is sitting in for Will. Hello. Hi. hi. All right. So we're going to go ahead and just jump right in, Jamie. Um, Tell us a little bit about what Preventer is and what the mission is of your company. Well, Preventer is a financial risk management and and digital identity management platform. Uh, The idea of Preventer is to provide financial crime and fraud prevention to all uh, different type of uh, financial institutions, any size, like uh, from the fintech to a large institutions, and to be ahead of the technology and functionality, and, you know, according to world regulations and uh, uh, recommendations. Okay, thank you so much. So can you give us a little bit about, you know, when it was started and were you the founder? It sounds like you were the founder, so maybe give us a little bit of background about yourself and what the inspiration was uh, for you to start the company. Yeah, thank you. Um, I've been in the business for more than 35 years, uh, working with financial institutions, banking, technology, uh, money service business, the last 20 years working directly uh, designing and developing applications for anti-money laundering and fraud prevention. And the last five years, uh, dedicated to digital identity management. Uh, Preventor was founded in 2017. We are a young company, it's almost five years as of today. Um, but a previous to Preventor, I've been working, like I mentioned, with uh, a lot of uh, development in, in anti-money laundering. So we had headquarters in Miami, and then we provide services to, to the US, Latin America, and then uh, today we're opening, uh, this year we're opening the marketing Europe, the Middle East. Oh, excellent. Wow. So anti-money laundering. What an interesting niche to kind of start in. What was the inspiration for that? Were you are you were you a software developer first and then you discovered there was a rise in uh, money laundering or what was the inspiration behind that particular niche to start? Well, actually, you know, my 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 other companies it's been for more than 30 years, uh, uh, I was, we were giving the IT outsource uh, services to one of the uh, leader bank here in South Florida, Miami. And then the 9-11 uh, event happened. So th- the next day after that event is when they required us to, to prepare a list of, you know, if we have to search for the people in the database, we have to do this, we have to do that. Then new regulations arrive to the bank, and then that's how it starts. That really how it starts that in the moment that we involved in the new due diligence, you know, your customer transaction monitoring, and then 
it's been more than 20 years now working on this. Wow. <laughs> we start learning with the regulators actually how to how to lead how to work with this. And then today everything yeah is very basically automated. But at the very beginning it was very manual. Mm. Wow. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think sometimes crisis um, creates new, well, oftentimes it creates new opportunities. Um, it certainly creates challenges, but there can be some positive things that come out of it. And then unfortunately, I feel like that there's a lot of um, crime that can also come out of chaos, you know, whether it's 9-11 or, you know, we're seeing it even with, um, with COVID. You know, so it's unfortunate. But can you explain a little bit more, uh, Jamie, to, to our audience about the financial crime risk management portion of your business? Uh, yes, of course. Uh, financial crime risk management involves different aspects, right? Starting with the digital identity, transaction monitoring, identity, uh, pr prevent identity theft. So different aspects. So the idea of uh, financial crime risk management is uh, is to, to cover many many different aspects for many different departments like not only compliance operations um, even the for for marketing mm. to provide all that coverage okay mm -hmm. so I, I guess i gotta have i have a follow-up question just in terms of like bringing this in around for our for our listeners a little bit but so do you for the financial crime risk management this sounds like this is um, more business to business rather than um it's it's not be it's not business to consumer correct correct okay. uh, at this point what we provide is business to business and yes uh, financial crime risk management is more b2b however um i think that uh, what is coming in place in the in the next uh, few years is to translate this to customers so they can be able to to manage their own identity and they can be able to 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 share their their identity with others like not like today like today we basically verify them uh, even for the the identity verifications uh, you have to do your identity verification with one company then if you establish a relationship with another company you have to do it again then you have another services you have to do it again so basically you have to be you have to do repetitive uh, the idea is that in the future you're going to have just one identity verifications and you are as an owner of your identity to share your identity with others and at the same time it's it's more productive because once you update your information is being updated automatically to others i like your mm -hmm. comment owner of identity right exactly so that will be like the b2c in the future yeah that would definitely, I would think, give people a little more confidence when it comes to technology and their identity, because mm -hmm. it's so hairy out there. I mean, we're bombarded with tech, like technology everywhere, and we're always putting our information there, and there's a lot of places asking for our information. So mm -hmm. I think it's extremely important that we have these kind of checkpoints in place or these little, these little protections in place where we can have Correct. more control, right? Yeah, a lot of people is afraid now to share their own information. Uh, uh, what is happening is that uh, because 
like we, we talk about how the 9-11 impact on the business and what opportunities arise as uh, so of the 9-11 and now the COVID, right? But now as a, as a, as a result of the COVID, the digitalization has been accelerated so much. Everything is doing uh, over the internet. So right now is it's a must for a business to identify their customers. But for you as a customer, you are obligated to share your information, to take a picture, to take a picture of your, your document ID in order to start the services or to continue the services. But it is okay and it's, it has to be done because it's the only way to prove who you are. But at the same time, a, a lot of identity thieves coming on that. So you as a person, you are also afraid that, you know, you, you are sharing your information uh, a lot of time, even for just to do shopping, no? Like mm. you don't go to the mall anymore. You shop uh, in the internet, but I then ask you for your user password. Some of them, they ask you for uh, bank information, credit card information. Others, they ask you to do the onboarding. So at the end of the day, you have like dozens or many dozens of uh, companies that you are sharing your ID. <laughs> totally. I think about all the new apps that I, uh, you know, I signed up for last year. Mm -hmm. Every new app asks for information and it's like, you've got to be comfortable knowing that. And I, every time, you know, when every time they ask for more information, I get a little like, Ooh, you know, because you don't really, mm. you know, you're, that's just another one on the list. Like I could probably have a book all of exactly. all accounts, you know, that we, yeah. Open. Yeah. You as an end user, you have to be organized too, no? To totally. keep track of all or your IDs on different IDs in different applications. So, so that's where our future uh, is. And then uh, we are also working on that, believe it or not, that we are, we even have our own domain now. It's called Mio ID. That we, maybe by the end of this year, I hope that we can have the, the, the personal or consumer identity app out there. Cool. What was that called again? Mio. Mio, M-I-O? M-I-O, uh, dot ID. Yeah. Dot ID, cool. We'll make sure to include that in the show notes too for all of our listeners. So it, a little, um, I don't know if you guys have noticed, but there's, um, it's poking fun a little bit about how unguarded we are as consumers. If there's an mm -hmm. advertisement right now and it shows like, it's it, there's this different scenarios, but it shows like this guy, he and his wife are in a hotel room and they're like, oh, honey, what's um, what's your driver's license number so that I can get free internet, you know, at the hotel? And he's like, oh, he said, yeah, I just put it in too so I could get this free bathrobe. You know what I mean? So it's like, <laughs> you know, they're they're kind of poking fun about how lax we are as consumers, you know, to mm -hmm. give up that information that really is just, you know, it's such important information, you know, in terms of the consequences of it getting into the into the hands of, of wrong people, you know, of people who are willing to steal your money, steal your identity, you know, for other purposes and things like that. Correct. So. Yeah, it's, it's very dangerous. Uh, like I said, sometimes you don't have controls and sometimes you are obligated to do it, right? Like, for example, your example that you say that uh, they ask you for your driver license or your email to give you the free Wi-Fi, but it could depend on the, on the moment, no? Maybe that you have an emergency and you need to do it. So you have to, there is no other choice. Okay, that's my email. Give me the free Wi-Fi so, or the Wi-Fi, even if I have to pay it so I can do whatever I have to do. Right, exactly, exactly. So it does sound like that you're, you're taking this uh, business model internationally. 
which is very exciting. I'm sure that's very exciting for you as well. So can you, can you talk a little bit about what you're seeing for trends out there, Jamie, as far as like, you know, is this something, it sounds like it's across the board. It's not obviously just in the United States, but it's international. And can you talk a little bit about what you're seeing in this space? Well, like I said, the, these times, the, we accelerate the digitalization in terms that um, the way to do business is not only locally. We used to go to, like talking about financial institution, we used to go to a branch or to, a, to an office to do the business. Now we do it remote. So in, in that aspect, even the financial institution can open their, their territories, their jurisdictions. They can go more, uh, like in the United States, you, now you can serve any customers from, mm. from, from any state, right? But if you want to go international, you can also go international. Uh, it will depend on, on your um, money service business license, right? But a technology or resources, it, it can be done. Yeah. So, but in just in terms of like the, like, do you have any crime statistics or, you know, like financial data in terms of how impactful, how, how negatively impactful financial crime has been either in the States or in the, you know, international space? Maybe there's no dollar value on it because it's continuing constantly, you know, something that just is just exploding what are, what are your thoughts no i'm sure there is i'm sure there is a there is a statistics and, and, and numbers of uh, what's the, the the value of losses in in identity theft on frauds in for different regions um all i can see is right now based on uh, a lot of uh, feedbacks and interactions that we have with different uh, prospects is uh, that um for example, uh, Middle East and Europe, they're, I would say, more digitalized than the United States and Latin America. They're, they're, they're using more the, the internet than, than us. So you don't feel like that they're as protected as the United States, as people who live in the United States? No, yes, we are. I mean, and, and that's what maybe what, that's one of the reasons that, we, that there is more uh, more transactions over the internet in, in, in other places than in the United States because of the regulations here. Mm. Yes, we, we are protected. The financials, uh, the FinCEN and all the financial uh, agencies are, are very good on this. Mm. So how do, you, how do you stay on top of these trends? You know how every, every new piece of technology brings in new capabilities, but it also brings in, you know, more maybe not weaknesses, but like possibilities for hackers to interfere with or people to collect data from. I mean, it's constantly changing. So what does your company do to like stay on top of these trends? Do you interview? Do you research? Well, basically it's, it's a feedback, but uh, besides that, um, we have a, de uh, a development department and one of the person is there is uh, for research and development. So he's, he's, always working on, on new on new technology yeah that's yeah. gotta be a job oh man <laughs> it's a full-time job actually yes <laughs> yes because he has to he has to research on which technology is new you know and then do the comparisons the benchmarking etc yeah and again things change so fast these days that i mean you got to stay it on is. top of it Mm -hmm. And to choose which technologies that want that you want to use, or maybe not to use it, no, or it's not the moment; it's too early. Then wait for later. Right. 
Mm-hmm. Wow. Right. Yeah. As, as you know, as we mentioned, you know, some of the, sometimes, you know, these situations uh, create enough chaos so that there's a, a there's opportunities that rise out of it. But um, I'm really glad that you're doing the research up front so mm-hmm. that, you know, you're, it's almost like it sounds like you're anticipating uh, potential new types of crimes because of the the trend in in how we how we purchase things and how we uh, relate to one another, you know, now it seems like everything is through a computer. You know, I mean, we're, we're conducting this podcast through a computer, right? So <laughs> there's just always, that's, there's always more that's evolving. So I'm glad to, to know that you guys are on top of that. So, hey, we're going to just take a quick break um, and we'll hear from our sponsor, Triangle Credit Union, and we'll be back in just a second. Okay. Are you looking for a job in the financial services industry? Or maybe you're open to exploring new, exciting career opportunities. Join our exceptional team at Triangle Credit Union. We are currently hiring for many positions from frontline to back office staff, and we offer competitive compensation packages that include medical and dental benefits, a 401k, a pension plan, and more. Join an award-winning credit union with a focus on serving the community. Visit trianglecu.org to check current openings and to apply. Okay, so it looks like we're back. So uh, in the studio today, we have uh, Jamie Ramirez, uh, CEO and founder of Preventer. It's a financial crime risk management company that he has founded. So Jamie, let's go on to what kinds of resources do you recommend that people use um, to guard against existing or future security threats? Well, for security threats, I mean, it's basically to do the um, biometrics authentication of new customers, to digitalize the customers that already exist and then move it into the authentications, and then to have the, the right tools on the back for screen people against the watch list and, and politically exposed people, and then do the transaction monitoring to make sure that, uh, you know, it's not only at uh, the onboarding, it's a, it could be a risk, but uh, over the time, it could become a, a risk person or a risk entity or risk customer. Mm. I know that, you know, for the credit union that we work for, they have extra authentication as well. So it sounds to me like um, one of the things that, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, but it sounds to me like one of the things that we should all be looking for is that extra layer of security and authentication, especially when it comes to our financial data. Would you agree? Yes, there are different kinds of uh, authentications and different layers of, or different types of uh, authentication that you can use in different layers. Like, for example, um, it can be done just by doing the uh, authentication of the document and the selfie of the person to make sure that is the person. You can also use voice recognition to replace some of your procedures. Um, You can implement the digital signature as as part of the process. So um, the the idea is um, to automate the process right now, to to be able to complete the the complete process over over the internet, but making sure that you are secure as a company, making sure that you are dealing with the same person and that on, on every step, you are dealing with the same person, right? Because one person could 
could be done the onboarding, then the email can be received by another person or the documents can be signed by a third person. So you don't know. So the idea is to, to do step-by-steps -step working with the same person that you identified since the beginning. Mm -hmm. That's mm -hmm. a good tip. Yeah, yeah, that's a good tip. I feel like that, you know, as as a consumer who, you know, I do use online, I do online shopping. And honestly, I feel like, I mean, it's there's added steps in the process now, but it never bothers me when I have to confirm like, or like if I get a, a, a notice that's I'm maybe new to a new website and they want to um, confirm my identity. So they're going to send mm. me like, like a, a code that I have to enter from my, my cell phone or something like that. And mm -hmm. it's, it's, you know, it takes time. Right. But I, I always feel more secure in purchasing from a, um, a site like that will, that will take those extra steps. Correct. Yes. That's definitely the one time password that you receive is one, one way to make sure that, uh, that you are using the email and the, and the phone number that you raised, right? Mm -hmm. But for, for, for a financial institutions, uh, maybe this, this will be not enough, no? Because whoever is, is taking over your identity is also, they also have access to either your phone number or your, your, your device or your email, no? So um, uh, it, it will it will depend on what type of transactions are you doing with the financial institutions. For example, if you are doing a wire transfer, and the, tra the wire transfer is uh, for a, a good amount, maybe it will it will not be enough just for one time password, because you know that will cost for any of the any of or you as a client or as a company a lot of money. So for that to have an authentication layer, like a voice recognition. You pre previously has to be on board in the institution with your recording of your voice. So that will be, and, and that could be maybe the voice recognition plus something else, you know, mm -hmm. to make sure that you are the person and then you are the one that wants to do the wire transfer, right? Right. I mean, right. That cannot be the same for a for a retail company that are, you know in order if you want to buy you know a pair of shoes you need to do the onboarding with your identity document voice recognition nobody will buy the, the shoes no but um, it will depend of what type of transaction are you doing what is your industry uh, what is your risk appetite which are your minimum levels how confident you are with your um, your your risk and your fraud prevention so but you have the tools right out there you have right. the tools to do you can also do a video likeness detection not only a selfie you know you can ask a person to do a video you can do the voice recognition you can send a digital signature you have many many tools that you can use mm -hmm. that's awesome so do you deal with exclusively with like bank it sounds like banks and credit unions mm -hmm. yeah that's, that's yes yes yeah okay. we, yeah we, we have we have clients uh, banks credit um, insurance companies um, fintechs okay okay and you guys do um you do security for all platforms mobile desktop even backend yes yeah correct yeah wow excellent that's great how's business going lately good 
Very busy, yes. <laughs> Unfortunately, yeah. if Jamie's busy, then that's not good. <laughs> well, it isn't, it isn't, right? Well, yeah, it's <laughs> it means he's Jamie. working hard to protect our security or keep our information safe. So we appreciate mm -hmm. that. It's good we have yeah. people working to, you know, help us have the tools necessary to basically keep our lives running well. You know, we don't have to worry about some of the fears that are out there. I mean, there's a lot of threats. And um, right. so it's, it's nice to know that we have professionals in our camp, you know, who have the know-how <laughs> and the skills. So we definitely need that for sure. So Jamie, because this is a financial show, um, we just mm -hmm. wanted to get your ideas. What, what kind of financial advice? Do you have a financial advice piece that you'd like to share with our listeners? Something that you've learned in business or uh, your personal life? Well, I don't know. I, I would say that, uh, you know, as, 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 a, as a professional working on this uh, is to make sure that uh, you share your information correctly, you know, the, not to share in, to anyone, to any company, to make sure that uh, you are, the, the, the company is, is the company the same, the same way that uh, they, they, they want to make sure that uh, you are the, same, the, the person, that you make sure that uh, you are sharing your information with the correct company, not to just give away your your email or your social security or driver license or any kind of uh, personal identification. So yeah, like as as in protection of ourselves is a is a mm -hmm. step to be financially mm -hmm. secure as well is to make sure that we do the right things to keep our our information safe. Yeah. Yeah, it's really it's so counterintuitive of, you know, when I was growing up, you know, a thousand years ago the trust that you would have with people. And now it's almost like, you know, I'm having conversations with my 21 year old daughter and my, and my 17 year old daughter about that. You don't trust anybody, you know, mm -hmm. it's like, it's kind of a sad, it's sad. Really. <laughs> it <You> is. <laughs> but even like the other day, I, you know, um, our e-com administrator, you know, he got a phone call and it was, you know, it was, uh, somebody was, had called him on his cell phone and was like pretending that they were from a, a local credit union and not even our own credit union, you know, was saying that they needed, he needed, there was an issue with his account and he needed to verify his account number. And of course he is so up on security. So, you know, every flag, you know, he, that was within them was, you know, flying at that point. Right. And he was like, mm -hmm. look, he said, why don't I take your phone number? And I need to do a little bit of research and I'll call you back. And of course they didn't give him his phone number and they said, Oh, we'll call you back or whatever. Right. And then he called the, the credit union and uh, they were said, there's absolutely nothing wrong with your account. So, I mean, this happened to our, you know, somebody who was knowledgeable about the, the threats that are out there. So, you know, just for our listeners, you know, if we, again, going back to some of the content that we have, uh, we have we do a lot of episodes and money tips on what to look for out there. I think it's just we all have to be so vigilant in how we use our our own personal information. I I mean I don't think that we right. can stress that enough, right? So yeah, yeah, no, there is so much out there, and then and so much activity over the phone, over the internet, over the, the application devices, invitations, etc. So you have to make sure that uh, you know you are dealing with the correct company. Right, exactly, Jamie. So, mm -hmm. Jamie, how can um, you know for the for businesses that are you know business owners who might be listening today and want to get in touch with you to talk more about 
you know, what you have for your product offerings and, and services, how can they get in touch with you? Can you share that information? Yeah, please go to my, my, my website, uh, preventor.com, very easy. And then there is a, there is a contact uh, information there. So they can go uh, and send us the, the, the request or the, or the email. Excellent. Now, uh, Jamie, I also, looking at your website a little earlier, um, I noticed you do, do you do webinars? You do a lot of talks and you have things out there, right? Resources for people to learn more about this? Yes, yes, we do. Actually, we have a very interesting webinar with, uh, uh, we are going to talk about neobanks, the new trending in the banking, open banking, yes. Ooh, awesome. Neobanks. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> and you post all those on your website correct we posted the yes it's gonna be in spanish because our guest is uh, spanish speaking but um when we post it in in our website um, we're gonna put the close caption in the bottom so cool can, very cool you can read it you can read it in english sounds good <laughs> awesome okay so website that's where we will we will link to that in the show notes so people can check it out and learn some more information awesome okay okay so so far, we've had a lot of questions for you. We still have, we have one segment left. So this is what we call our rapid fire segment. Okay. Okay. So what we do with this is it's just a way to get to know our hosts or our guests. I'm sorry, our guests a little better. And we ask you 10 this or that questions. And you, your goal is to just answer as soon as you can. So for example, like, do you like coffee or tea? you know, and you respond with what you'd prefer. And we just go down the list for 10 and you can explain if you want. You don't have to. It's just a little bit of fun. So are you ready? Okay. 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 Let's see. Book or movie? Movie. Rock or <laughs> hip hop? Rock. Hotel or Airbnb? Airbnb. Cook at home or dine out? I, I like both. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I like both. I like to cook, but I also like to, to be right now. That's an answer too. <laughs> um, Coke or Pepsi? Uh, neither. Neither. <laughs> That's also oh, an answer. He's hard, Lizzie. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> okay. Surf or scuba? Surf. Flip-flops or sneakers? Uh, sneakers. Salty foods or sweet foods? Salty, definitely. <laughs> I'm in that camp myself. <laughs> Are you a morning person or a night person? Morning. And the last mm. one, do you prefer dogs or cats? Dogs. Dogs, nice. Yeah. Awesome. Okay, I, I know this was your section, but I have, an, I have a follow-up one. I have an, Ooh, so I have an 11th bonus. A bonus okay. rapid fire. Are you, are you ready, Jamie? Okay. Yeah. Miami or Maui? Miami. <laughs> <laughs> you, you had to say Miami because your family's going to listen to the show. <laughs> no, I, I like Miami. You like Miami? I love Miami. I like Maui too. <laughs> 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 you, it's a good place. To, it's a good place to visit, is what I hear you're saying, right? No, I can, I can, I can revisit it. Yes, I can. Revisit it. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's kind of nice to know that where you live is where you prefer. So that's right. That's good that you can enjoy that. 
Yes. Every day. Yes. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Very good. Very good. Jamie, thank you so much for sharing your insight with us today. Um, it's been a pleasure to have you on the show. And I do want to also thank Liz um, for stepping in for Will today. I appreciate you, Lizzie. Thank you so much. Thank you to our sponsor, Triangle Credit Union. And thank you all for listening today. We really appreciate that. So if you've enjoyed today's show, we would love to hear from you. So email your thoughts about the show or any other ideas you have to tcupodcast at trianglecu.org. If you subscribe to the podcast, that's awesome. And thank you so much for doing that. If you don't, please hit the subscribe button wherever you listen to podcasts. And don't forget to follow our new Making Money Personal podcast page on Facebook because there's some additional content out there that's very valuable. And that pretty much wraps up today's show. So thanks again, everyone. We appreciate you all. Thank you. Thanks for joining, Jamie. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.